Sometime in the months leading up to 2017, something interesting happened. For decades, I had dreamed about attending two events, DEF CON, the annual hacker conference in Las Vegas, and Burning Man, the festival that's not a festival in the Black Rock Desert. I'm leaving for my seventh DEF CON on Wednesday of this week. That's why the haircut. Burning Man sprung out of the Cacophony Society in San Francisco in the late 1980s. Think culture jamming, subverting traditional media techniques to create images and practices which force viewers to question the status quo. Larry Harvey wrote Burning Man's 10 Principles in 2004 as a reflection of the organically developed ethos that had grown up around the event. I'll list them briefly. Radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification, radical self-reliance because the desert wants to kill you, radical self-expression, communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, participation, and immediacy. Both of these events always seemed out of reach for me because of distance, time, money, not knowing anyone, etc. But as 2017 approached, Eve said to me, look, you're turning 50, you should do these things. And suddenly they became possible. Originally, Eve suggested I go with an old friend, Dan. He joined us at a regional burn in June, and I think he appreciated the vibe. But then his wife got sick, so he had to focus on her healing. Eve decided to accompany me, because even though we'll never be, Eve will never be a happy camper, she didn't want me doing all that driving alone. She was also interested in the experience of Burning Man and didn't want to miss out. And I really shouldn't be unsupervised. <laughs> so we connected with the DC Burners, went to their happy hours, got invited to join their camp, bought tickets, and gathered things and thoughts. When we realized the solar eclipse was happening close to the same time, we planned our trip to include it. Eve found a winery in St. Louis that was hosting the eclipse party along the total eclipse path and booked us tickets. Meanwhile, I volunteered us to show up early for build week and help build the camp, and Eve signed up to help with the kitchen. We packed up the Jeep with bins full of shelter, clothing, and supplies, and headed to St. Louis. We had a wonderful time seeing our first eclipse and picked up a couple of bottles of port for the journey. And then as soon as the world settled back into normal light and shadow, we hopped back in the Jeep and continued west. We arrived on Wednesday of Build Week, the week before Burning Man officially begins. Even during Build Week, before the event is open, there's a line. After a few hours in line, we finally made it in. We got our Build Week wristbands, made our way to our camp, and were welcomed and shown where to set up our tent and settle in. Every day it reached 108 degrees. The first priority during build week was to set up the shade structure that covered most of the camp. One of the perks of camping with such a large group is the ability to do large things. Our camp was over 100 people, mostly from the DC area. 23 of us were there for build week. These folks had been doing it for years and it showed. 
one of the things I learned about myself during those first few days is just how much I value involvement and engagement. I'm happiest when I have a job to do and I'm working with purpose with a group. Sometimes we were out there at three in the morning putting up the stage structure because you just can't do it at high noon. Volunteers would cook up quesadillas in the middle of the night and bring them to us with drinks while we were working. When we had to work in the heat, they would come by and spray us with a water bottle with peppermint oil in it. It felt good to work hard and it felt good to be taken care of for it. While the generalists were working on the shade, the specialists were working on the, the camp's gift to the community, a five-story scaffolding tower with a bar on the fourth floor, the sky bar. Third principle, gifting. The bar has a lovely flaming propane tube across the bar top and the best view of the entire event. That's me in the red shorts. And that's Sunshine, he's a lawyer. <laughs> Gate opens for attendees just after midnight on Sunday. At that point, it's a steady stream of new arrivals. By about Wednesday of burn week, the temporary city is lit up each night and the music is nonstop. The view from the tower gets more breathtaking each night. At some point, we heard that a ballet company would be performing the Rite of Spring at Burning Man's version of the Tree of Tenere. That was the performance you saw earlier. We took a bottle of port from the Eclipse Winery and a bandolier of shot glasses, come on our bicycles, and headed in that general direction. Along the way, we encountered this giant marionette, <coughs> excuse me, who was also on her way to the show. Felt like everybody on Playa was headed to the show and the crowd eventually got too thick to navigate the bicycles any further. At that point, we just parked the bikes and started sharing the port with passersby until it was gone. We were too far from the show to really see or hear much of it through the throngs of people. And now a large print of this marionette photo hangs in our living room. Wandering pays off at Burning Man. The landscape is over four square miles. There's lots to see and do in the populated city area, as well as out in open playa. Wander in any direction and you'll find big art, interactive art, snarky signs, an emergency ukulele call box. <laughs> a giant takeout box serving dumplings or fortune cookies. A ship sailing across the desert, fire spinners, art cars, a phone booth where you can talk to God and more. Touching things pays off too. A lot of the art is designed to be played with or climbed on. If you're just looking, you might never learn that manipulating the smaller version of the sculpture Noetica causes the larger piece to respond with fire and move the same way. I'm reliving this stuff. <laughs> At one point during my wandering, I came across a little table in a drawer with a sign on it. It said, take an adventure, leave an adventure. I opened the drawer and picked up the folded piece of paper inside. 
It said go skydiving at Burning Man. <laughs> and it gave directions. I didn't do it and that's that's my regret for this trip. Ninth principle participation, tenth principle immediacy. But I left an invitation to the sky bar in the drawer for the next adventurer and passed my adventure on to somebody who was more adventurous. And there are the camps. There are dance camps, library camps, healing camps, food camps, camps to go to if you've had too much too fast, performance camps, yoga camps, snarky camps, controversial camps, Google Barbie death camp if you want some fun. We stayed with, with IMU, It's All Made Up, within Home Rule Village, which is a collection of DC-based camps. Connections happen in Burning Man. You choose how you want to experience Burning Man. It's your burn. There's a story Corey Doctorow tells of the founders of the Electronic Frontier Foundation playing Dungeons and Dragons at Burning Man <coughs> with Will Wheaton. People get married on Playa. If you want to build something outrageous, you can do that. If you need to escape reality, they call it default world. You can do that. If you want to take psychedelics and dance until dawn in front of Robot Heart, it's a relatively safe place to do that. Whatever your tribe, there's a good chance you'll find it out there, even if you haven't met them yet. I love synchronicities and serendipity, and these things are everywhere in Burning Man communities. Here's an example. James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake is one of the most interesting books I've ever read. Way back in 2005, I made a website converting the book to a format that invited annotations. Scholars came to it. It was a success. It's still in use today. It takes a village to study the wake. The synchronicity happens in 2017 at a fundraising party for our camp. A small statued Irishman walks by and hands me a piece of paper. He's handing everyone pieces of paper. It's, it's a page from Finnegan's Wake. I break from my conversation and look at him confused and say, what's this about? He says, he's planning on filming people reading from the wake at Burning Man. I tell him about my website. At that point, it had been running for 12 years. He goes, which website? And I tell him what it is. And in a perfect Irish accent, his eyes get big. He goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> of course, he knows the site. Synchronicity. Two Finnegan's Wake fans, Burning Man in common, running into each other on a rooftop in D.C. His name is Gavin Kennedy. Go to his YouTube and you'll find hundreds of readings he's filmed from all over the world, from festivals, from the Joyce School at Trieste, and from Burning Man. I thought I was a Finnegan's Wake geek until I met Gavin. I never got to read at Burning Man. I really wanted to. I would have been in his film. But burners are really hard to pin down and schedules are loose. Gavin truly believes that Finnegan's Wake is more than just a book. It's a thing that changes you or a blueprint for re rebuilding the world or something even bigger. So I wanted to tell you how meaningful Burning Man was without simply turning it into how I spent my summer vacation six years ago. It's a challenge to dig deeper and find out what nurtures and what heals. 
If you ask 100 burners what nurtured and healed them about Burning Man, you get 150 valid answers and 20 people telling you it was better next year. <laughs> but I'll say this, it tested me. I went with a background in search and rescue and all the gear that I needed. It still tested my preparedness, my self-reliance, my stamina, my nervous system, my adaptability. I had opportunities to do things I'd never done or even imagined doing. I was involved in something way bigger than myself. <clears throat> like a lot of other journeys, if you're looking for healing, for transformation, for letting go, for a reset, you can find that. And for us, there was something else that was magical about the trip. Most people from this part of the country fly out there to Reno and catch the Burner Express bus to the event. We turned it into a road trip. A road trip that was surprisingly free of car problems, except for one. When we left Burning Man, we headed straight for Park City. Eve was driving because I needed sleep. And by the time we got to Park City, it was getting dark. And Eve was noticing that the headlights didn't seem to work. She ran into Whole Foods to get something for dinner. And I took it to lights. They were so caked with Playa dust that I had to wipe several times with paper towels to get it to actually provide light. We continued to the Waldorf Astoria in Park City and had to apologize to the valet because we and the vehicle were covered in dust. We had rented a, seat, a suite with two bathrooms with showers and laundry, and those were the first things we did as we transitioned from Bob's Jam to Eve's Jam, which included couples massage, restaurants, <laughs> clean white linens, and fancy French cologne. So it's a lot of time for a married couple to spend together in close quarters. It's really hard when you're raising children and commuting to work to carve three weeks out of your schedule to just be with your partner. And it was a pretty great experience. Days and days of driving. I think that does something for healing and nurturing as well. As I finish up here, I'd just like to explain how we chose the closing him. Eve had a bit of a Woodstock moment one evening when she decided to go out and explore the playa on her own. The Woodstock song was already going through her head because, you know, and then the FA-18s did a flyover. In the spirit of Burning Man's second principle, gifting, Sawyer has baked cookies and we'll be handing them out on the porch after service. We also have a spray bottle with peppermint oil and water if you need to cool off. Just try it. <laughs> totally try it. I'll close with my favorite quote from Charles, our camp leader. Once you've done something, it's hard to convince yourself you can't. <laughs> <laughs>